Hello, and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 92. I'm your host, Mike Apps, a.k.a. Wheels, and with me as always... Uh, destined to collide with the uh, forces behind the uh, Nanto Seiken, so, uh, mate, Dave McBurney, Family Master. Okay, that made absolutely no sense. It's fine, it's just the North Star, it's fine. Yes, and yet I'm the guy in Japan who should probably be trying to recognize some of these references. Okay, yes, <laughs> Michael Baker. Yeah. Uh, hasn't been popular in over 30 years. It's fine. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it has. it's one of those series that has reached a certain plateau of popularity where it is still well-known. Just evergreen. Yes. And special guest this week? It is Eric RPG once again. Yay! Mm. We will have some yokai to talk about in a little bit. Oh man, that's when I can check out and play more. I wish I had time to actually play Blasters, but oh well. Yeah, well, at least you can play in small bursts. That's the one nice thing about it. I've been trying to play through Ocarina of Time's Master Quest on the 3DS. Nice. Once I get down with that, I can play it. Uh, actually, I still have one more game to play. I have the I have the Jake Hunter game to play first. Nice. Alright, but we've only got Mr. Baker briefly, so I'm going to allow him to select either a question to talk about or the topic of his choosing to begin. Well, I'm still looking for the list of questions. Uh, do, do, do. Let's see, ooh, there's been a new one since I saw <laughs> here. Okay, well, lay it on me. Uh... Well, the latest one from Budai is how can an RPG become harder without just raising the HP or damage? Um, well, I mean, just judging from, for example, currently playing Final Fantasy X, I've played far too much Mega Ten games as well. Coming up with interesting boss battle strategies and or vulnerability patterns. Mm. That's a good one. Ah, uh, just reminds me of the last boss of SMT4 Apocalypse and how you can take that too far. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, yes, but that's also Mega Ten as well. I mean, yeah. Mega, I mean, that's the only series that will have in bosses that will absorb physical damage. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil how the uh, end boss of Apocalypse works, but oh boy, that's a tough one. Or my mm-hmm. favorite, or one of my less favorite ones, the final boss of the second Rido game, who oh, is man. constantly regenerating. So you have to hit him on it at a weak spot, very hard, and keep on wailing on him until part of his face falls off and his maximum hit points are permanently lowered. Wow! Because if you take your time, he will go back to 100% hit points within like 10 seconds. <laughs> And I think we are also answering part of Eternal Youth's question on the same thing. Oh, yeah. Most boss or final boss battle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if people don't mind me talking a bit about Apocalypse's final boss, I mean, I can extrapolate on that. But... Go ahead, it's Megaton boss. We know it's going to be incredibly cheap and annoying. So the final boss of Apocalypse is set up that he takes no damage from anything until he's hit by a very specific attack that only one character gets, and that character is in a second party that is much harder to keep alive. You know, that's right up there with mm. Earthbound's prey to beat the final boss situation. It's even better, though, because what he what it gets hit with, uh, like, is random. Like, he'll do an attack, you'll do an attack, and then it'll say, like, it lost its resistance to something. But, like... Him resisting only one thing is not, like, him not, like, nulling only one thing is not actually that useful. What you need to do is just pray that you will get lucky enough that he hits the same element twice so he becomes weak to it so you can actually get more press turns, because otherwise that fight's basically impossible. It's, uh... Hmm. It's not a fun fight. I would have doubts. I would disbelieve anyone who said that they actually successfully killed the final boss of Apocalypse without having uh, gotten to at least the base max level, if not a few levels higher, thanks to the free DLC that removes the base max level. 
Yeah. I didn't even know there was DLC for level caps. Uh, in Apocalypse, there is. There is just one of the day one free DLCs was, you know, oh, well. <laughs> remove the level cap. <laughs> I did review the game. I only put seven hours into it. It's like, yep, this is Shin Megami Tensei. But like, it's SMT4, but more. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. It's, I liked it a lot. I thought I thought it was better than the first game, but that last part of the game sounds awful. Yeah. That's uh, that's about two endings in at that point, so... <laughs> there are, I think, two other places that the game could have finished by that point, so you have to really be wanting that final area. Mm. Is it like kind of like a post-game, then? It's not really a post-game, because if you've gotten the like real ending of the game, you're going to have to do it one way or the other. Mm. But... True, true final boss. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But yeah, um, speaking of just interesting bosses, I mean, Megaton's got a bunch, Final Fantasy's got a bunch. Um, though it's gotten to the point where I can recognize certain strategies like the weak point shifters or the, like, get rid of the hands to attack the face, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one interesting one I remember is actually from um, Kuroke DS. Hmm. It's an anime um, spinoff game that combined um, tactical positioning with like up to four player beat em up battles mm. like <laughs> uh, like a side view fighting game for the actual battles but the final boss was actually more like a like one of Dr. Wily's random creations from the Mega Man games where you have to do some platforming to get up to the weak spot to whack it a bunch of times. Hmm. <laughs> Which at least made it more interesting than the, quite a few of the battles before then, because the enemy AI was pretty awful. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. There were several battles where I was obviously not supposed to win, for plot reasons, but I almost won anyway, because I managed to keep forcing the enemies into, into area hazards. That just reminds me of playing, uh one of the PS2 Tales games, Legendia, and getting to a boss that you can't win against, but juggling him for, like, three minutes, and then the f- second he finally hits the ground, he stands up and does an attack that immediately ends the battle. <laughs> and it's just like, why did you even bother? Don't do that in Tales games. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what's another good one? Um, the true boss of... Saga 3, Final Fantasy Legend 3, in the remake. Uh, one day I'll play that. How's this one work? Well, um, well, I mean, when they were remaking that game, to, they had to come up with some way of actually getting all of the very disparate plot points together into something that made sense for once. <laughs> and so um, they took some inconsistencies in the dialogue of the last main NPC, Join Your Party, and basically made him a Time Lord. Huh. Specifically the Time Lord who created the time machine that you were adventuring in for most of the game. And everything that he's done throughout the game has been with the aim of destroying both the evil god and the good god and getting his time ship back. (laughs) (laughs) Which Which involves messing around with a total of three alternate timelines. Guys are busy. Yeah, and so for the true ending, you can only get this on the second time through. But um, you have to fight him and his past incarnate, past self, and his future self all at the same time. Huh. So, We're like, yeah, he's a time lord. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Are there any dogs in the game? Not in that one. Okay, so I, I would also mention like the final boss of final, of Metal Max Zeno, but I'm gonna let Wheels discover that bundle of joy. Oh, all fun! <laughs> Learning is fun. Yeah, but yeah, that's the one that requires some interesting um, tactics that you may not have used yet in the game or the entire series uh, for me. Um, 
I, ne I never made much use of evasion skills in that game until that battle. <laughs> you talking about interception? Oh, whatever the seventh rank gangster skill is. I, I always called it getaway driver. I've <laughs> only been bothering with the base skills for each class. Yep. No, I mean, some of them are better than others, um, but Gangster's 7th um, rank skill is the one that dramatically increases your evasion rate in a vehicle. Mm. Massively. So you just kind of combine this with the fact that you like, can put three characters in a tank and have the other two characters shooting stuff while you, the first guy is driving like crazy to avoid getting hit. Mm. And that's about the only way you can survive the final boss long enough to actually eat it. So I've been fighting with three tanks. I've just been like cannon rushing everything to death and brute forcing it. That usually works. Not this time. <laughs> As so I said... I Two people on a tank, the other person oh, yeah, on another yeah. tank. Oh, I mean, some tanks you can put three people on. Mm. And there's also a bug where you can actually put three people on a tank that you shouldn't be able to if you switch out tanks. Mm. So, like, for my just the second time through the game, I just had three people riding around on the dune buggy when I shouldn't be able to do that and blasting <laughs> everything to death. I beat several, I beat like half the wanted monsters in the game with just the dune buggy. But I bought. I beat this, uh, or I tried to beat this uh, battleship named McDonald's. Yes, and he pretty much intercepts every shot you throw at him. Yeah. Um. So you have to either use lasers or machine guns that don't get intercepted. Yeah. Or uh, long range, long range lasers, because he's long range. Oh uh, wait, a minute. which which guy is this? This is this is a aircraft carrier or whatever that throws birds at you. That oh, that's what they decided to call it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's the. And you can only attack it with long range cannons or something like that. Yeah, that's and the that's the B fifty two booby bird carrier. Yeah. No, I mean literally the the bird monsters were called the B fifty two ahodori or booby birds. <laughs> <laughs> the, the actual South um, South Pacific bird. B fifty two bombers. <laughs> yep. The so, B yeah, so, uh, so in Metal Max Four, they introduced an aircraft carrier for them, and yeah, that was, that was a fun guy. <laughs> that in Metal Max Four, that was the one where I managed to set up the the um, one of the heroin um, the heroine's uh, little meter made scooter and turn it into a howitzer. That. Uh, a fully armored howitzer armed with the Shinwa Mark whatever rail gun that was like 10 meters long. Mm -hmm. And too heavy to actually carry. So. Oops. Well, instead of watch, instead of being a game, I'm just going to watch somebody who LP'd it, thankfully, and just watch the ending, because there's not much other to the gameplay at this point. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to beat the aircraft carrier to begin with. I know, but I kind of don't want to take the time to actually raise up punk class levels. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could always start farming battleship sauruses. Mm. I killed a bunch of those things. Is that like the fastest way to level up at this point? That's like 10,000 experience per battle. Mm. I was hoping there'd be a less easy or a less time-consuming method than fighting those things. I mean, well, if you just want to, if you go over to like the uh, the Ginza Tunnel with nobody in a tank and just start taking on large DNA blobs with area effect weapons and just start really racking up the numbers, uh, well, um, I killed like fifty of them in one battle once. Mm. That mean, sounds like another good plan. Yeah, the remember the best one was. Um, I think the wards list at the end of the battle took mm -hmm. six or seven screens. The other one I thought of is like going to this crater where uh, all these uh, Thanatos tanks and ghost tanks like spawn. You can just okay. take them out before even starting the battle most of the time. After breaking their shields, then you get bonuses for that. Plus the double bonus for sniping them to death. Mm-hmm. 
far. Lightning Platinum Ants is good too, but you have to be a little lucky on that. Yeah, the metal slimes of the game. <laughs> yeah. It's like I like the game, but like it's it's the shabbiest version of Metal Max I've seen. <laughs> yes. It's like why couldn't this be 2D? It was good in 2D. You made it 3D, and like Metal Saga, it sucks. Oh, it's not nearly as bad as Metal Saga in many in most respects, or I mean, in combat respect at least. I mean, Metal Saga charged you cash to use your abilities. It's the only game I've ever played where you could be in the red for a battle. <laughs> the reward screen's like minus five hundred dollars. So you use cashing in battle, but, huh? But, uh, Wheels, remember I mentioned once that some of the DS games had been seeing an increase in resale price. Yes. Metal Max 4 and Metal Max 2 Reloaded are both sitting at 5,980 yen. Holy crap! $780. Oh. No, it's about 60 bucks. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a lot for thing Wow. Is, thing is, I mean, I check the store fairly regularly, like once every two, three weeks, and I can tell you that before Xeno came out, Metal Max 4 was sitting at 3,900 yen mm. for resale. <laughs> and. Metal Max 2 Reloaded had actually dipped down to 1,900 yen at one point, which I believe is when I bought a copy for you. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> since, since Xeno came out, we're seeing like literally a 20 to $40 increase in resale price. <laughs> I, I guess Xeno must have worked, I guess, even if not the way they wanted. I've never wanted. seen this happen before. Is Xeno supposed to like, be an alternative retelling? Because it kind of feels like it. but yeah, it's Or like a what-if scenario. It's supposed to be a series reboot. Mm. I mean, did this just start happening recently? Is it... Since June. Since June. Is that when it came out in Japan? Or is it... When did Xeno come out in Japan? Um, like late April, early May. I can't remember what. Okay. So about a month or two after Xeno came out. Interesting. And I mean, it was it wasn't all the way at first. It was just like, oh, it's like a thousand yen more now, okay. And then I just checked it last week, and I'm like, holy crap! It's like, well. But the thing is, Metal Max Three is still around its usual resale price hmm. of about two thousand nine hundred yen. Interesting. So it's, it's only those two that are way up. Very interesting. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm guessing it's because 4 is the most recent and 2 Reloaded is the one that has Maria in it. Was 3, was three not as popular? I don't know. 3 was the one that saved the series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, 3 was the last reboot that they did and it was mm. wildly popular at the time. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm betting it's Maria for the for two. You know, even if she actually dies at the beginning of the game. <laughs> so, okay. So any anything else we can discuss on this? Um, on the memorable bosses. Um. Well, I could dig back into other Metal Max games for some really memorable bosses. Well, the one that always sticks in my mind is the final boss of Persona 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope you got an hour. Which I beat on hard. <laughs> I beat it on hard. I remember, like, telling you to just go back and just start over. Because, like, you, you were beating your head against that game on hard for, like, six months. But I beat it. I know, and it wasn't worth it. It was. The beating that final boss in hard was extraordinarily satisfying. But yeah, that is had... that is a boss fight. I find the length. boss fight of four to be memorable just because like for some weird reason it has a resistance to fire, even though it's not a weakness for it. Mm. 
Black like 3, resistance. 4, and 5 all have pretty strong final bosses. Mm. They're good at build-up. Yeah. I only played 5 on easy, like, after a certain point. Because hmm. I didn't want to deal with the combat, because yeah, it's a Persona combat, so I don't want to deal with it. I just the story at this point. And I'm just, I'm just remembering the impression for Persona 4 that I wrote that I never actually put up on the site. And mm. I think three paragraphs in, I said, well, I chose, uh, at the start of the game, I chose to go with, wait, what was it? being the Megaton veteran that I am, I decided to choose or go with hard mode at the start, knowing that I would probably regret it. I didn't think I would be regretting it eight or nine times in the first three hours. <laughs> But I kept at it. <laughs> yeah, I I regretted putting Persona 5 on hard and actually turned the difficulty down. So they said, One day that'll come out on Switch and you'll play more of it. Hopefully. Or Maybe I'll play it on normal that time. I'm just annoyed that they didn't put it on Vita. They did with the other two. I just kind of hated the stealth nonsense in the very first or in the very first dungeon at the end of the very first dungeon. I had a good time. <laughs> like stealth works in other parts of the game, but for that part of the game, it's just badly designed because like there's, there aren't very many areas to hide towards the end. And those guys I think I know what you. room you're talking about. The staircase, that place. I think I know what you're talking about. It's been a while. Okay. The other member. The other memorable boss I have, I don't want to talk about because the game just recently came out and saying e even who the final boss is is a massive spoiler. And that is, of okay. course, the final boss of Spider-Man. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you just finished that, so... Yes. I, I rented it, and then I got about halfway through the game before I realized I'm going to just buy this and play it then. It's <laughs> the shit. So good. And... It is much better than Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is a piece of crap. Oh, wow. Wow. I've heard, I've heard the opposite. I'm surprised to hear that. It's like the game basically is cajoling you into buying the experience booster pack. Because the experience that you get in this game compared to Origins is very low. Interesting. So, and, and, and quests are gated by level. Because if you try to do them, you'll get killed because the enemies are too hard. Hmm. They've really leaned into it being an RPG. Yeah, but they forgot any semblance of balance, and then they tried to make money off of you, off of it by uh, offering a like solution to the problem they created by making it grindy. I was going to say that's not the that's the opposite of forgetting to make it balanced. That's them making a choice about how to balance it, and not hmm. necessarily a good one. Yeah, I'll probably pick up Odyssey when it's cheaper and that'll offset anything if they're still doing if they haven't just turned that into a free DLC after enough people get pissed off about it. Yeah. We shall see. No even they shouldn't even make it free DLC DLC. They should remove the microtransactions and rebalance the game. Like from what I've heard, when you grab that DLC, like the balance shifts in a pretty major way to a point where it's not very grindy, but mm. But I thought RPG fans liked the grindy. <laughs> I mean, some of them do. Also, upgrading your weapon or any at any point in the game doesn't seem to be worthwhile unless you've got a lot of stuff to burn and you really need to like upgrade your gear at right then because like the cost increases exponentially at every time you upgrade. I feel like that's true of a lot of weapon upgrade systems, which is why I often don't bother with them. In, in Origins, that it did that. In this game, it seems to be less so, but um, it doesn't matter because uh, enemies take way too long to kill because you've got low levels because it's hard to gain a level at all. Mm. Like, whereas in Spider-Man, you do a you do in a you do a mission and you're Problem almost guaranteed to gain the level. Oh yes, unless you're like me and just swing around too much and gain levels ambiently too much. Gain all the levels. But yeah, Spider-Man, play Spider-Man. 
It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the best Spider-Man wow. thing ever. Pretty so much. one thing I've noticed is like since I download a lot of games, like I tend to have to defrag my PS4 a lot because I'm, um, but um, it tends to only really happen in the three X, three D extensive games like Spider-Man using powerful engines. Where like yep. if you don't defrag, like you'll get weird situations where a cutscene will play and the game will just slow down and maybe sometimes almost freeze up. Huh, never gotten that one. I even had graphical oddities. Like like Norman Austin Bourne's hair like coming apart from his head. That sounds eye opening. I've I've only ever really gotten that if I've just started the game up from rest mode. Yeah, don't use rest mode either. <laughs> That's probably another thing you should do. It's worked out fine for me, other than like games being very slightly weird right after I boot up, but they usually only take a minute. I think it might also have something to do with like, like it, it might be like the Bethesda by um, Skyrim on PS3 problem, where like the auto saves would incrementally like save in different locations, but then you'd have too many, and that would cause RAM issues. I think the saving issue for them was just that they would not clear anything out of the world state. Yeah. Do you still have your original hard drive? Um, no. Okay. And I'm going to have to get going now. Alright, okay. man. See you guys. We will see you next week. It might mean that I might need to get a new hard drive or just get yeah. external and yeah. play on that. Yeah, I haven't seen certainly the degree of issues you seem to be having, so... Well, at least Metal Max has no loading issues of any variety. No. It's a, it is a strict Vita port, which yeah. is why the performance of the game is pretty awful. It's like, it's spotty in some places. Eh, it's fine. It's not like it's... It, it doesn't actually be 60 FPS, but at the same time, it shouldn't suffer slowdown like that. Yeah. The Assassin's Creed discussion does remind me that there's a... Uh... That you're almost uh, you were almost addressing one of Eternal Youth's questions, actually. Uh, which one is that? What are your thoughts on the direction Assassin's Creed has taken with its last two games? Odyssey has almost has more in common with Witcher Three than its earlier games. Do you like or- the trend of heavy action series transitioning to more open world games with heavy RPG mechanics? Would you like to see a Metroid or Castlevania type example to go in that uh, direction? No, for the last question. Sorry. Yeah, that last Not one. Metroid, Castlevania, maybe. No. I mean, CV already has about as much RPG as it can get away with. If we're talking about something like the, like GBA and DS games, yeah. like, I, I just don't want them to go like full open world nonsense. Stay with your. Oh, that would involve them being in 3D, which is also Legend of the Never going to happen. Uh, I'm also talking about Metroid. I don't want Metroid, oh, Metroid. being some weird open world thing stick to like the metroidvania ish stuff like smaller more well defined areas I think works best for metroid now I'm just thinking about the uh, castlevania on not encore uh, what the heck was that collection's name the requiem game yeah castlevania requiem where they or they're like we have we have taken Dracula X Chronicles and removed the 3D Rondo remake, and we will now market it as a loving new collection. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I like the remake of Dracula X, but at the same time, like Dracula at the end of the game could go fuck itself. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Basically, every Dracula, like every uh, CV game. But the point I was more making was. I feel like the reason that that remake is never going to come back is because it was they could market it as oh it's a brand new collection even though it has less than that collection did because oh in this case like you know it's no longer a port of an old it's no longer something that people have to like asterisk oh the support of an old PSP game it's like oh well, the two other things I didn't like about it is the well, the graphics are dated now, and um, they're kind of done. <laughs> and like one of the tracks um, replaced like the seventh level, and it kind of sucks because <laughs> it's a remix of a previous game. 
seventh level has like a bunch of in OG Dracula X. The seventh level has like a bunch of tracks all mucked together, including some that aren't that don't actually have their own levels. I think there's a Rondo exclusive remix of "Cross Your Heart" from the uh, from the arcade Haunted Castle. I also hate the redone boss fight music. Cause like, what was wrong with the old one? <laughs> I mean, like my ba- major issue is that like. They have once again, they're re-releasing these two games, which are the two games that there was really no excuse that you couldn't already play them on your PS4. And this is a, you know, they're making a collection, and it's a collection of only two games, two of the most available games at this point. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be kind of hard to get an English version of Dracula X? Mm, depends. Like, like, again, like you on can a still download... You can still download Dracula X Chronicles on PSP and if you were foolish enough, PS uh, TV. But uh, you can't play on the PS TV, actually. You can't. Well, that's entirely a whitelisting issue. But like the the broader point is, if you're like the base level here should have been like at least everything that is Dracula. Where's X. my anthology, Konami? Just put all the games on something. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to go that far. The base level here should have been at least everything Dracula X, which yeah. means like the 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 Turbo CD game, the it's awful, game. awful SNES game that no one should play, but it should be on there. <laughs> the PSP game, which again, it's a lesser version of the Turbo CD game, but you it should still be on there. And the PS1 game. I'm not asking yeah, for the Saturn version. I'm not asking for like things that are actually emulation hurdles. I'm asking for things that should just be there. Since Sony helped them with uh, with the the mastering slash emulation, I'm wondering like if they won't even bother doing a Switch version. They're they're not going to do another version if Sony actually paid for it because I I'm pretty convinced that Konami basically didn't do anything on this. Sounds about right. Like they may have I, at I can some only point hope that somebody they, that some other collection comes out in the future for the Switch. I would hope that a better collection comes out because this is pretty chintzy. <laughs> like I again, mean, I mean, I'll get it, but probably on a sale. I won't. I've got a lot of better ways to play it at this point. Like the thing that would have sold it is, oh, I can play it on a handheld, but I can't even do that. So, like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this frustrates me because I care probably a lot about like ridiculously game. cheap. Really, like then I'll probably wait because like like there probably is going to be another collection. Couldn't could not even be bothered to do a like could not even be bothered to include both dubs of the game. It's not like they have issues with rights to that dub. They still sell the PS1 version of Symphony of the Night <laughs> on PS3 and PSP and PS Vita. You can get that right now. There's no rights issues with that dub. You couldn't even include that for the meme value. <laughs> like that that is the peak of like they just do not care. Yeah. For a giggle, I tried emailing them about review code, but that probably won't happen. Yeah, good luck. It's like, is it, I, I got review code for two Bamco games that I ran a request for, like, way back when. And I, <laughs> and I got retail copies of them, so that's, like, nice. the statistically low odds of that happening. Or Statistically low odds, and you also uh, might have turned a profit on that, actually. <laughs> it's like I got... Dragon Ball Fighters, and then and then that Namco Museum collection thing. Oh, nice! How was that collection? And most of those games, well, they're arcade games that were meant to steal your money, so they're kind of crap, actually. But how much Tower of Druaga is on it? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> oh, it's like fuck that game and how slow your character moves and how badly the sword moves, you're like which results in you getting killed most of the time. You didn't even. You aren't even bringing up the point where you get to like level thirty, and the only way to open the the area exit is by hitting the insert coin button. Because mm-hmm. uh, Tower of Draga is one of those games that like it's Nightmare of Draga at least. <laughs> oh, Nightmare of Draga! Isn't that one a roguelike? Sort of. I think so. Now you're speaking my language. But I remember Tower of Draga is one of those games that basically existed. Was the reason that like. Japanese arcades and game centers would just have these, like, 
notebooks open that people could sort of scribble things into, and it's just like, here's how you get past this stupid foreign tower of Draga. <laughs> it's like, and, and like, Rolling Thunder, uh, Metal Slug, it ain't, because like, you can only shoot your opponents, and there's no melee when they get close. So Rolling you'll Thunder get hit in the face <laughs> 50 bajillion times and die. Or maybe just one time, because the because en- like enemy strength seems to vary. No, no, Rolling Thunder, for example, is secretly just 2D Gears of War. <laughs> Hot take. But um, um but yeah, it was see. it was also I think a 1986 game. So it's, 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 it's an arcade collection. We don't get Rolling Thunder three. Oh or yeah, Shatter, or Splatterhouse two or three. Oh, the the Splatterhouse games people actually would play again. Um, it's the only only the arcade version of Splatterhouse, so. Yeah, which is a shame. Like, there's not much interest in the Turbo version, but it also would not have been too out of the ordinary to... I'm pretty sure you can get all three Splatterhouses on another Namco collection. Uh, I believe so. They're also, they were also just included in the bad, like, 2010 reboot. Yeah. Don't go back and play that, by the way. I heard. I heard it's not bad, it's just... It's worse on one console versus another. Well, it's, it also is just kind of badly optimized, but my favorite thing about it is just, like, there's a bunch of really fascinating postmortems about its development. Mm. Because it was the death of the developers originally behind Sony's Mark of Cree. I think the only reason I'd pick that up is because I wanted to play those games. It was a way to get them. Mm. Okay, yeah, it was on Polygon, I think, yeah, earlier this year. That was just about what the heck was the development cycle of that game. And it's just like, yeah, Namco saw, like, some of the concept art where there was just, like, a TV monster man. And they were kind of like, no, we're done with this. So he tells me it fared better than Final Fight Streetwise, though. Yeah, but Final Fight Streetwise was doomed to be bad from the beginning because Maximo <laughs> is also very bad. Max, oh god, that game infuriated me. <laughs> I did not have a good time when I rented that growing up. I, I used the game sharp to get through the game, and the ending was disappointing for the second game as well. I remember the thing the thing that will always stick in my mind for Maximo is that if you don't have um, the manual, it's basically impossible to tell how to save. <laughs> Because if you don't have enough coins, the game doesn't give you the prompt, and the prompt exists when you're standing inside of a fountain. <laughs> it's like, oh, you need 150 coins, and it's really easy to die in this game, and I hate this, and it's over. Let's never play it again. <laughs> also, to get the good ending, you have to, like, there's, like, a reward you can get after every boss, and you have to refuse all of them. Oh, wait. So there were two endings. No wonder. I was like, uh... I'll watch it online. That's what I'll do. It's, it's like 30 seconds long anyway. Uh, but, yeah. Army of Zen was be- better. It's still not very good. Uh, yeah, Capcom's American production studio. Mm-hmm. They kept hammering away at that. The only good thing they produced is probably Bionic Commando. Rearmed. They didn't make that. That was made by uh, Grin, which was a Swedish development company. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, by that point, Capcom's American in-house staff had basically... Who made made just the Bionic Commando, then? Uh, Bionic Commando 09, I believe, was also Grin, but it might have been someone else. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Development team for that is Grin. What about Dark Void? Um, that that uh 2D version. Isn't that way uh, forward? Dark, Dark Void Zero. I don't yeah. think that's way forward. It was Other Ocean Interactive. Huh. Capcom would later partner with them for things like the PS4 version of Ultra Street Fighter 4. Mm. Um. Which, after some patches, became a good version. Uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, man, where did this tangent come from? I really went <laughs> off the rails. Uh, Shouldn't we talk about Yokai Watch now? 
Oh, you guys yes, do, uh, we do. Watch <laughs> we, we do have a yokai watch question. Ah, oh, wheel dream. Uh, it's not a not a long one, or it's just. Uh, hold on, let me pull it up. First of all, it starts with a wrestling talk, so you have to stick around. I know. No, I'm reading it right okay. now. First of all, Shannon says, I think the concept of wrestler removes mask to reveal mask was ruined forever by Sting. I agree. Actually, no, that's like the only good thing that happened in TNA. That's... Like, Sting taking off a Sting mask is hilarious. That's pretty harsh. There were some other good things. What are they? Name them. Uh, some AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe matches. Okay, yes. That has little to do with TNA, but then again, neither does Sting, so we can deal with it. It was a thing that they that happened while they were there. I believe TNA still somehow runs. I'm not sure how. I'm not even sure who, who's there anymore. Maybe they still have <laughs> Brodus Clay, the former Funkasaurus. Oh, man. He's no longer in captivity. We're all doomed. Somebody call his mama. Oh, man. Remember when they were like, they, they put, uh, brief wrestling aside, remember when they put <laughs> like video packages out for him like oh, right yeah. after WrestleMania and then they spent like two months just teetering on whether they wanted to do anything or whether they were just going to try to pretend it never happened. And then they did, and then they probably wished it never happened. Listen, the Funkasaurus was really fun for about three weeks, and then everyone realized that, like, there just wasn't enough ideas out there. Like, Protus Clay was not a good enough wrestler to carry further past that. Yeah, I'd argue that it was about two weeks, if that. (laughs) Listen, it was really fun for, like, two weeks, and that's sometimes enough. Yeah. And, you know, you still had a wrestler to deal with. <laughs> yeah. I got breaking news. <sighs> you know what Retro Game Master is, right? Or, or yeah. Game Center CX? Yeah. Man, the localized version of it's now streaming on this channel called Midnight Pulp. I've never even heard of that. What? <laughs> yeah, Midnight, Midnight Pulp is a streaming site. I don't think they have an app that you can run on your console, though. Well, that'll that'll hurt them in the like. Given that that would be very much a uh, that would be very much something someone would watch on a video game console. Yeah. Uh, but I I think there might be a mobile app, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm. But I I guess you could use your web browser to watch stuff through it. In, on the console. <laughs> if You should maybe not do that if you have a choice. <laughs> You're better off just hooking a PC to your TV. At this point, I'm just trying to work out what, what the hell TNA even airs on anymore. <laughs> All right, airs on... Um... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they kept getting bumped to, like, worse and worse, like... <laughs> Channels, more obscure and obscure channels. It keeps it airs weekly on something called Pop. I've never heard of this place. It, at some point, acquired in two thousand nine, the whatever Pop is now acquired something called the TV Guide Network. Just because you don't need a TV guide, if you can just go to the channel. But your cable, if you have a cable box, that doesn't matter anyways. Cause the you just TV guide there. network as a concept is deeply confusing and feels like a relic of 1996. Oh man, you never... just a bunch of ads or shows. You'll never guess when it started in March of 1993. <laughs> TV Guide, cha- it became the TV Guide channel in 1998. Man, I knew how to pick those dates. It's like we bought this, bought this magazine, but we don't print magazines anymore. So what are we going to do with the name? We're not, you can't change it. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I can't. Okay, we need to stop. Okay, you guys do your yokai. Okay, the question is, um, quick question: Could you? Ex- 
could the excuse of we're moving across the country work with Yokai Watch 3? There is literally a video. You know how they have in mo- movies, like, you know, they'll show, like, a world map and, like, a line of, like, the plane moving from one location to the other? They have that of the plane going from Japan to the USA. <laughs> They'll cut that clip out and they'll keep it remaining uh, ambiguous because that's how they've done it up till now. I guess. I just. It's like, it clearly takes place in Japan, but like, if you like, if you ignore like the parts that are very Japanese, uh, it's, you could barely tell it was there. Like, is this really worth it at this point? I don't even know why they had to try so hard to pretend that it took place in the U.S. Awful uh, demographics information about what children watch. <laughs> yeah, because, like, children don't know what Japan is, even though, like, there's plenty of anime that still does that. <sighs> demographics. Uh, one day we'll end up. Demographics and, and uh, focus testing. Yeah. That's why all the main characters have Western names instead of Japanese names. Despite the fact that it's clearly not that place. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's gonna be it's like, it's like why is Whisper and these other guys look yeah. like they're in ancient Japan in this one episode? It was like, oh, we're just gonna completely gloss over that. I mean, just I, I don't know. I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see how they do it. Just to, like it was interesting well, to in see. In the anime, I think I think the two characters are in the same town now, instead of different, separated by c- countries. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it the. Either that, or they animated. Uh, Nate in an episode where she was in. I mean, the games can't... They're obviously selling at least a little bit, but they can't be selling well enough that you could that you'd really go through all these freaking mental gymnastics just to pretend the game the doesn't take place in four. Japan. I think this is why the storyline of 4 is going to have them traveling through time and space. So they can just ignore that whole problem. Yeah. Anywhere, anytime, who knows? <laughs> Yokai 24-7. <laughs> the hay all day. Uh, fighting, fighting, fighting. Smoke whisper every day. <laughs> oh no! Nope! 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 Uh, still fighting nineties. Okay. So, yeah, the answer is no, that that won't work unless they make other substantial yes. operations. It's going to require a lot of weird nonsense that just seems like, why, why, just, why, doesn't matter. <sighs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. see like I said, it's going to be interesting. It's about as misguided as Nintendo thinking that, uh, that, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions actually is a game that kids should play. That is a, a curious assumption. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why they took great pains to edit all the naughty stuff out. Well, I think they just wanted a T rating. Yeah, it's but... really probably like just just avoiding anything that would raise raise hackles past a T rating. So. Mostly Persona just goes for the M anyway. I mean, thinking about it, like maybe it was actually a good thing because, like, it, it's clearly it's clearly an indication of one of Japan's biggest problems. <laughs> the The obsession with showbiz in that game and like the desire not to demonize it entirely is really going to inevitably end with that. Yeah. Like on one hand, I hated content, but on the other hand, it's like maybe the content like this shouldn't have been made like the way it was in the first. Maybe place. We shouldn't have done this to be. I mean, also uh, that game was going to struggle for sales to begin with. Uh, putting that at M, not really going to help. <laughs> 
All right, what do we got for other questions here? What is the darkest RPG you've played thematically? That's from Budai. Mm. I mean, obviously that's Dark Souls. Uh, right? <laughs> it's really not it's, that thematically dark so much as just dour. It's right there uh, in the name. It's right there in the name, sir. Right Final there. Final Fantasy Type Zero, super ultra grim dark. <laughs> oh man, when that game begins uh, with like a chocobo getting its head cut off, that game freaking sucks. I, I have it, <laughs> but I haven't yet to play it, and I'm scared to play it. <laughs> like that's not the reason it. That's not the direct reason that it sucks. <laughs> doesn't help. Uh, yeah, certainly it doesn't help, but I mean, like, the other problem is that, like, again, I've described this before, and I'm going to continue using this description. It starts with a ten-minute cutscene that's like Ken Burns' Civil War if America never existed. Yep. Like, it's just full of things that, like, oh, you should, like, listen to all of the proper noun, proper noun, proper noun, the proper noun came to, went to war with the proper noun. It's, I, I have no context for any of this. It takes until, like, five minutes into the speech for me to even have an idea of, like, for you to even mention the place that the entire game's going to take place in. Mm. Oh. I'm sorry, Type Zero just kind of sucks. It's pretty bad. Senran uh, Kagura Burst is a uh, Hebejo, um, Route um, has some pretty grim, dark situations in the storyline. It's not like, it's not ultra stupidly grim dark. It's actually pretty well written, and it's kind of and it's really sad. But like, I'm sure it's better written it, than Type but it's Zero. Like, but like, <laughs> but but after Burst, it became all kitty fan service completely. I mean, it, it, it still is that, but at least there was this angle that wasn't, and now. Now that's all it is now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a game that would have actually committed to thematically dark elements that I wouldn't have also just skipped because like it, it usually wouldn't have done them well. Because <laughs> that that's what happens a lot is that anyone that's super enthusiastic about incorporating these kinds of elements tends to be a little blasé about how they're going to use them, and that tends to produce bad stories. Mm. Uh, like RPGs as a general rule like for a long time the genre was dominated by Japanese RPGs that were meant to never really be sold to anyone much older than about 15 so they generally don't go past a they don't cross certain Rubicons and when they do they're Final Fantasy Type 0 so you know Uh, like WRPGs usually go for this a bit more, but I mean, then you're just getting into. I think everyone played The Witcher. <laughs> I don't know about dark, but um, the the hundreds stories for that hundred years or whatever that was called in uh, Lost oh, Odyssey. Uh, Lost Odyssey. Those were really melancholy. Yeah. I was I was kind of like. They're like, Kaim, why didn't you just tell these people that they were eating poison? <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it's just like, Kaim, you could have done something, you just didn't. Uh, uh, none of these questions are about Fist of the North Star. I'm disappointed in everyone, but especially myself. I'm failing to sell enough people on Fist of the North Star. It's getting 12, and I should get ready to go to bed. Okay. I have a Fist of the North Star question. Oh. No, What's the question? I don't really have a question, I'm sorry. I hate you. I just want to make Why you would feel you do better. this to me? I want to make you feel better. Are you already dead, then? Oh, they want more shit they do. But uh, with that, I gotta go. Bye-bye. Good night, Eric. Right. Thank you for joining us, sir. Mm. Alright, I guess we should wrap this up. Oh, but I didn't even get to talk about Fist of the North Star. Oh, okay. Um, What's so good about what? Fist of the North Star? You eating? I'm eating a donut. So angry at you now. Give me the donut. Send it through the mail. It better be stale. Uh, so I'm just gonna eat it instead. 
So first the North Star is okay. One, I'm just gonna say it's it's Yakuza, but it's got a different combat system that is pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people explode in it. Uh, a lot of driving around listening to really ridiculous butt rock mm-hmm. or super monkey ball music. Take your choice. Hmm. Um, there's a bartending minigame that's pretty funny. Uh, casinos, if that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's Yakuza. Like, it's a mix. It's basically. The lineage of River City Ransom as modern games become, uh, as far as modern games exist that aren't literally just throwbacks to River City Ransom. Like, it's if that sort of game continued to exist and evolve into the modern era. But uh, it's got a lot of fan service if you're a Fist of the North Star fan, which I admit is a relatively narrow demographic, but I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Please, someone buy it. Mm, no. Uh, Maybe. It was impossible to persuade you from, from the beginning, anyway. No, there's just other stuff. Okay, okay I've got I've got more stuff. Uh, one, if the so they couldn't put a karaoke mini game in this one because it's the post-apocalypse. So instead, there's a mini game where you use like your frickin' magic martial arts to heal people and it sets that to music so that is the karaoke game is you like rapidly flitting around a clinic curing whatever ails everyone in the clinic that sounds pretty rad it's ridiculous uh there's uh there are one of my favorite things is that so there's a line like to to say how long that that Fist of the North Star has been a thing in Japan. So there's a line that people were confused about a lot, and uh, in uh, Castlevania Two. Uh, let me see if I can pull up what this line is because I seem to recall it's actually a pretty uh, it's a pretty direct translation. It's don't look into the Death Star or you will die. Huh. And the assumption from people playing in the U.S. is that that's a Star Wars reference. No, it's a Fist of the North Star reference. Like, the the Death Star shows up a lot as, like, a thing in Fist of the North Star. Uh, and basically, oh, if you see the Death Star, you're, uh, like, you're destined to die. And so what this game does is there's a mechanic that is when you're running low on health, you can see the Death Star. And that opens up very specific moves that you can do. <laughs> like, you'll, you'll find moves on the skill tree that specifically say, like, only, only activatable when the Death Star is shining. <laughs> Which might not be immediately clear, but that basically means only activatable when you're very low on health. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's got a lot of fun. It, it's it's got a lot of fun personality, a lot of over the top, very uh, '80s shonen character design and action. Uh, if you've played a lot of Yakuza, the combat's actually fairly different, just because Kenshiro can jump, and he can also uh. He can jump in certain circumstances, but he can also juggle enemies, which is not a thing here you can do. Huh. At least not to any meaningful extent. Like, there are moves that will usually uh, knock an enemy into the air, but they won't... You can't push them further into the air with many attacks, whereas, like, Kenshiro actually has attacks that will knock enemies specifically into the air, and attacks that are only activatable against characters that are in the air. So it, it... it broadens the combat a lot. It, it really... It doesn't... It's obviously a descendant of the type of combat that's in Yakuza, but it also feels like it has its own identity, so... And also, just... You don't have to worry about continuity if you don't know Fist of the North Star. This is, like, basically running down all of the major plot points from it while telling its own, like, weird take on the same story. So, like, you don't have to have played Fist of the North Star to understand what's happening in it, so you don't have to worry about Yakuza continuity. 
I'm just grandstanding for this game. Like there are two games that I want people to have bought by the time the next time by the next time we record. And one of them is just a North Star and the other's World Ends with You Final Remix. Mm. Which is out this Friday. Yep, that's an important one. I'm not sure why it comes out on a Friday. Uh, a lot of games are actually like the the Dark Souls trilogy collection and Dark Souls Switch come out the following Friday. And that's that's a really good way to make one to to make one console feel slighted. And also, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, unless you bought one of the expensive special editions, also came out on Friday. Yeah, that's that's a very strange psychopath thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. I'm seeing it happen more often, although it is normally Nintendo games. Yeah, it was just it was just weird for me to see like World Ends with You on a Friday, but hey, it's World Ends with You. It's more World Ends with You, also, even if it's not much more. Also, Luigi's Mansion 3DS. Oh, the, Luigi Mansion on the same Friday. I can't afford that, but it's good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I had to make my decisions here. But... Well, the World Ends with You for the sequel is more important because we already have a sequel coming. To the Luigi Mansion series, so yeah, there you go. World Ends with You Final Remix is probably going to be one of our last chances to actually see the obvious ambition Nomura has to make another one. Mm. He, he was like, "Yeah, if this one sells well, World Ends with You too." And it's like, "Yeah, I think I think you guys thought that a while ago with several previous releases." Yeah, and it <laughs> it does deserve better. It's good, I swear. We'll see how it goes. Please, don't make me beg. Alright, but anyway, I guess we should wrap this thing up. Yep. Uh, You can send us questions to Normal Place. Uh, Please, if you're playing Metal Max Xeno, send us some questions, because we obviously want to talk about it more, and talk about the series some more. Even though we've talked about it a ton on this show in the past, but yeah. Send us some more questions. We are eternal Metal Max boosters. Yes. Uh, I guess, as a final note, I guess you couldn't think of any like RPGs with particularly dark subject matter? Not really. Maybe it's just because I don't necessarily gravitate towards that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel that's one of the things that often draws me towards, like, Japanese RPGs. It's because they aren't uh, super dark. Yeah. Not that, not, it's not to say, obviously, that, you know, Western RPGs are, because there's still things like um, the the Bard's Tale, and I'm talking about specifically the action it's RPG. Carry out West one. Yes. Ah. Uh, uh, that was a good game. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, World Ends With You has a lot of, like, oh, these teenagers are in a bad situation, but that's about as much as uh, video games go. It's like, hey, this is a game marketed at teenagers, so it is about teenagers in fraught peril. Yes. Oh, well. Sorry, World Ends With You on the brain. Yep. So let's highly recommend people buy that, especially if you want a sequel. Please, for the love of God, buy Dragon Quest. Because the last thing I want to see is, hey, Dragon, a new mainline Dragon Quest coming out, not immediately coming to the U.S., and everyone complaining, because you people didn't buy any of them. <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, one one so, day I will have more money, and I will so much, buy five copies. So much angst about Dragon Quest Seven and Eight for 3DS not coming over. And, and I loved those. Like yes. It was good that we got them, but I mean... Did people buy maybe them? Maybe also get games we don't already have. Yeah. You know, and to be honest, I don't know if people actually bought those or not because, I mean, you could go yeah. into like Walmart and Target and buy them, with, which to me is always the sign of, oh, this says wide distribution. Now I don't know if that was a wide distribution of uh, copies gathering dust. <laughs> but at least for something in Walmart's as well. Yeah. So. So maybe. Um, but I mean, I think they've even said you know buy this game to help 
the future Please, series. Please, Pretty much. Fight so, for the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if if you want if you want a series to succeed in the West, speak with your dollars. Nothing else is going to work as well as that will. Which is why, when Saga, Romancing Saga Three comes out for consoles here, you are all going to buy it, or I'm going to shake my finger in your general directions. <laughs> Come on, it's good. Do it, Just do it. All right. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, oh, one, one other thing. Why I'm randomly seeing it in recent releases. Monster Hunter Stories recently randomly came out in the West on iOS and Android. <laughs> like no, no preamble or anything like that. It just like showed up. Here, baby, it's finally here. Uh, so if you're a Monster Hunter slash Pokemon-ish fan who doesn't have a 3DS or for some re stupid reason doesn't want to play it on the 3DS, it's available there. 20 bucks. Very good game. I highly recommend. Um, I've heard rumors that it might get a sequel on the Switch, so hopefully that comes to pass. But yeah. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up before I see something else that randomly makes me yammer on like seeing this guy if one complete comes out tomorrow. So, uh, I'm gonna, just going to hit the stop button. Right now. See you, Space Cowboy. There you go, that's what I was waiting for.